If you're looking to grow and monetize your podcast in just 10 minutes a day, believe it or not, you want to listen to today's episode with my guest. Welcome to Storytelling Secrets. This is the podcast for coaches, consultants, and course creators who want to unlock their core stories and use their stories to sell more online. It's a place to master persuasion and influence so you can build a deep relationship with your audience. And it's a place where real-world marketing strategies, tips, and lessons are shared freely. If that interests you, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Jules Dan, and I've battled my way from being a broke group fitness instructor to a full-time, in-demand, freelance email copywriter. Now, I'm ready to get to work. Follow along on my journey as I share my everyday hard-won lessons. I'm Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. Today's guest, Kevin Schmidlin, he's a bit of a beast when it comes to growing and monetizing a show. Um, and let's get straight into who he is, because I don't want to waste any time puttering around. I'm not all about that, am I? So Kevin is a podcaster and a podcast coach, and his first show, a show about his hometown, generated 100,000 downloads and over $100,000 in revenue in just one year. And his second show, Grow the Show teaches his audience strategies and he's already grossed over $60,000 in four months. Okay, this episode, I get super granular. I pull all the gold out uh, out of Kevin. I remember at the end of the episode, he said to me, wow, that was the most concise and well-led podcast I've ever had to be a guest on because normally people just you know fluff around and ask silly questions, but you got to the point. So this is an action-packed 30 minutes, all right? Bring your notepad. Bring something. If you're driving, listen to it again because if you've got a podcast like me and you're trying to grow it, um, and you, especially if you are not into you know putting a lot of money into audiograms to outsource it and then only get a couple of downloads because of that, this is the show you want to listen to. Actionable shit you can do today with your phone to grow your podcast. All right, bit hyped up. Other than that, hope you enjoy my podcast guest today, Kevin Schmidlin. If you want to learn more about what we talk about today on the show, you can go check out his masterclass, growtheshow.com forward slash masterclass. I will keep that in the description. Other than that, enjoy the podcast today with Kevin and I. Hey, welcome back to Storytelling Secrets. This is Jules Dan. I'm joined by Kevin Schmidlin from the Grow Your Show podcast. Super excited. We're going to be talking about how to grow your podcast audience and maybe for this some time monetizing the podcast. But I think today we're going to be focusing on growing your podcast audience with some targeted daily engagement. I'm super curious with this. But first, let's introduce my special guest today. Kev, how's it going? Good to be here, Jules. Thanks so much for having me. Just a quick thing. It's Grow The Show. There's another podcast that's Grow Your Show, and I don't want to be confused. Oh, oh, oh. I'm so sorry. Grow The Show. I didn't write that down. No worries, man. No worries. Well, well, Kev, could you you tell my audience um, a little bit of the back Cliff Notes backstory um, of how you got to where you are right now? Yeah, absolutely. So 2018, I was a software developer at a big health insurance company here in the States. Uh, wasn't too passionate about writing software for health insurance. Um, so started a podcast as a side hobby about my hometown of Philadelphia, which I'm very passionate about. And I quickly discovered that I was way better at podcasting than I was at writing software. And so the show went really, really well at first, 250 downloads on day one. It was an instant hit. And so two months after launching the show, I left my full-time job to do the podcast full-time, but 
that was actually a little premature. And because at that point, I didn't really actually know how to grow and monetize a podcast. And so six months after that, I almost lost everything. I had run out of all my savings. My audience had actually shrunk. Uh, you know, my, my launch buzz of the show had faded yeah. um, and I was running out of time. And so I took uh, six weeks off from the podcast and just put my mind to learning, took courses, read books, got in touch with as many legendary podcasters as I possibly could. A lot of them didn't even answer, but some of them did. Mm-hmm. And what I learned is that the internet is actually really bad at teaching us how to grow a podcast. It's good at teaching us how to launch a podcast, but really yeah. bad at teaching us how to get more listeners and grow and monetize a podcast. So after implementing what I learned, I was able to take my local show, Philly Who, pass 100,000 downloads and $100,000 monetized. And then for about a year, I kind of just lived the podcast life and just did only that full time, making good money. And then I started helping independent podcasters to do the same thing. Um, And that's how I created Grow the Show, which is an accelerator program and also a podcast, super, super meta, um, that teaches just the lessons that I've learned that I'm learning along the way on ways to actually grow and monetize, uh, you know, and and that's, that's my mission now is to help independent podcasters grow and monetize their podcasts. Okay, cool. Well, I, I love to teach principles on my show. So yeah. obviously this is a podcast. We can't get too deep into the tactics, but yeah. um, I, I, before we're talking um, on the start of the show, a great way to just 15 to 30 minutes a day is to do something called targeted daily engagement. So if someone has a podcast, what is that? And yeah. why is it a good idea to go ahead and, and do that 15 to 30 minutes a day? Yeah. So most people spend tons of time trying to promote their podcast on social media and it doesn't work at all. It's a huge time suck. They don't get any new listeners. They make audiograms. They just do all this stuff and it doesn't work. And Mm. what I found is that- I've been guilty of that, by the way. Sorry. Right. (laughs) And no worries about that. I was too, man. It was the same deal for me. And it's what most podcasters are doing. And so what I found is that if you change the way that you spend your time on social media, you could spend a minimum or maximum really of 15 minutes a day on social and you could still see your numbers go up. I just spoke to somebody who listened to my podcast episode about targeted daily engagement, implemented what he learned over the weekend and got 80 Instagram followers in one weekend just from doing this. And it's just a matter of changing how we behave. What we usually do to promote our podcast on social is publish, 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 right? We post, we post, we post, we post audiograms. But here's the thing. That's not going to bring you any new people into your podcast because Mm. it's only going to be seen by 10% of the people that follow you already over and over and over again, right? Instead, if we take our targeted listener, our target listener, right? So in order for this to work, you have to have a specific idea of the listener you're targeting. If it's vague, it won't work. And we can talk more about that if you want. But you pick your target listener, you find out where they are online, either on hashtags on Instagram or in essentially Facebook groups, I call them watering holes, but wherever your listeners go to interact with each other, your future listeners, right? Where they, like if, let's say you have a coffee podcast, Facebook groups where people go to talk about coffee, they interact with each other and you go there and you don't promote, you participate. We don't spam Mm. our podcast links. How many times have we gotten banned from Facebook groups because we join and say, check out my podcast. Yeah. And then nobody does that. And we, and people get mad because we are self-promoting. You don't promote you participate, answer questions, celebrate their wins, share your opinions. And just by spending 15 minutes a day doing this, you can grow your audience, podcast audience, 10 to 25% per month or more. A lot of my clients who join my accelerator program will see 60 to 100% monthly growth for the first three months just by doing this. And what's crazy is that it's by spending a fraction of the time on social media. And it sounds super simple, 
because it is, it actually works. It's crazy. Yeah. So, so to, to recap what you just said, you want me obviously pick your ideal listener and get yep. that down to a T um, yes. and then find out where they hang out. And one of the two way, or two ways was Instagram hashtags. So yeah. would that be, you know, you find the hashtags and then you find what's trending in that sort of space. And then you, you might latch on to what, what's hot on the explore feed. I'm not too sure. Could you explore? Yeah. yeah could good you question. Go Happy through to that? clarify. Yeah. So what you want to do is <clears throat> pick, find 10 hashtags that your super targeted listener is using on their own posts. So they're, they're identifying themselves to you. So like if we're doing the coffee podcast, it's home barista or coffee lover or stuff like that. Yeah. And so you go on that hashtag on Instagram and you search the most recent posts, not the top posts, because those will tend to be like a month old. So it won't work so well. You yep. go to the recent posts and then just pick, scroll through and pick 10 that are cool posts that are interesting and open them up. And just leave your two cents, leave a thoughtful comment. We're not doing like a hundred emojis or like, you know, like cool or anything like that. Cause that's not going to work. We leave yeah. a thoughtful comment on 10 posts. And it's actually, this is taken from Gary V's concept, the dollar 80 rule. That's so, right. Uh, yeah. Leave your two cents. That? Yeah. It, leave your two cents on 90 posts. We don't need to do 90. That's a little extreme. Gary V yeah. is very extreme. Let's just do 10 and see what happens. And I'm telling exactly. you what people, what happens is that people engage with you and they're like, wow, who's this really thoughtful guy? And they click on your profile. And here's another prerequisite. If you've set up your Instagram profile to drive people directly to the podcast and nothing else, think of it as one thing. That profile is the bio, the link. It's all there to make your podcast look awesome and make it easy for your listen, for that person to check it out. We're not putting the co-founder of this, the founder of that, the husband, father, like yeah. one thing, one thing in your bio, they're going to click, they're going to check you out and they're going to follow you. And then they're going to start to see those audiograms that you're posting, right? So that's bringing people into your profile, which nobody's doing now. Yeah. So, so you still want to be posting the, the, the sound bites onto your profile. But the problem is that most people don't have that targeted audience in the first place. And then the whole point of the thoughtful comments, leaving your two cents is just to drive more people to, oh, who's this person? Oh, it sounds cool. Let me go check out his podcast. Is that the strategy behind... Yeah. The and at, the, at, at the very least, they're going to probably, if you have decent content at the very least, they're going to follow you. And now they've subscribed to get those things that you're posting. The other piece I would say is that most podcasters, when they post to promote their show, they are just promoting, right? It's just check out this week's new episode. And the problem is when people are on Instagram, that's not what they want to see. People are on Instagram for dopamine. They want to scroll. They want something that's going to entertain them or do something to light up their brain and make it happy. And so your podcast content that you're posting on social has to do the same thing. It should by itself tell a whole complete story or give a whole complete tip or, or give them something that they can do today or something like that. Most podcasters are just saying, check out this week's episode. You're going to get this cool stuff. But people aren't left wanting more. They're left feeling incomplete. And so they're like, oh, that wasn't good content. And they scroll and then they unfollow you. So we make our profile, drive people to the podcast. We promote content from the show that's actually really good. <laughs> and if yeah. someone sees that video or sees that audiogram and they never consume a piece of content for you ever again, it was a value add. That means it's good promo content. Once we have those two, two, two things in place, we then go and start every single day, 15 minutes a day, engaging with people outside of our current following who are using these hashtags and who have said, hey, I like whatever it is, you know, you, you, you talk about, yep. and then they'll start checking out your show. And then you have a pipeline that's bringing you new listeners. And that's where you see the huge numbers.
Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's that's really cool. I do definitely want to touch on what you said in the Facebook groups in just a sec, but yeah, this is yeah, more for true. me for me to be, just be more self interested. So do it. Um, let, okay. So obviously, there's a certain percentage of people who find your pot, find your Instagram profile and then go to your show. But then I'm gonna imagine there's like the reason why we reach out to other podcasters is that we cross pollinate with their audiences. So, exactly. so, so what's the, what would you recommend or what's the strategy then to say, get in the attention of these people who maybe are a few steps ahead of you, but you want to get them on your show in the hopes that, you know, maybe you could do a podcast swap, you get a, a shout out on their email list or, or whatever it is. Yeah. So it's actually the second half of targeted daily engagement. I'm so glad you asked that because it just, it tees it up perfectly. The yeah. first half is day in. I don't know if you did that on purpose, but it's literally perfect. <laughs> Read your so, mind, man. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Great host. So the first half is you are going out and shaking hands with new list, future listeners, right? People who are going to love your show, but just haven't heard of you yet. The second half is every single day our targeted daily engagement engages with those people, our dream collaborators, right? The mm. people who it would be a dream to either have on our podcast, to be featured on their podcast, or if they are some other type of journalist, like a blogger or a traditional journalist, to have them write about our show uh, to their audience, their magazine audience, or, or even have us on TV. And so in addition to that targeted daily engagement with future listeners, we simply find these people, we make our dream 100. Russell Brunson has popularized yep. the concept, yep. the dream 100, right? So we make a list of hundred people that we want to have on our podcast, that we want to have feature us in the media, all these different folks. We make that definitive list. We follow them on these social platforms. So in this case, Instagram, yep. and every time we post, we do the same thing. Every time they post, we do the same thing. We just comment thoughtfully on their posts. A lot of people think that these celebrities, these people who are a couple, chap couple chapters ahead are not like either not running their own social media profile or if you comment on their stuff, they're never going to see it. But that's not true. They absolutely yeah. do. Yeah. And they, they run the stories. Will, and right? so they'll and they be on their phone. They will respond. Exactly. They're on there. It's literally you get a direct ticket to them. And so you don't comment and say, will you be on my podcast or, or like DM them and be like, hey, and tell them your life story. Like, yeah. no, everyone Can't does that. Needy. It doesn't work. Right. We don't do that. We just engage and we just say, you know, if, if they post a picture that's interesting, you comment something thoughtful on it, um, oftentimes they will respond something thoughtful and then you strike up a conversation. And then number one, sometimes they pitch you. So I have people in the accelerator who are being pitched by their dream guests who DM yeah, them and that. say, hey, I'd love to be on your podcast. And yep. they're like, yeah, wow, I was going to invite you, but I thought it was too soon, <laughs> right? But it's not too soon. All we're doing is we're digging the well before we're thirsty. We're building that relationship with that dream collaborator ahead of time so that when the day comes that we do pitch them on our podcast, they already know who our name is. They are, you know, they already have seen our name. They have seen that we are interesting, that we're a cool person, that we're not some weirdo. And they're like, mm. oh my gosh, of course. I didn't know you had a podcast. I'd love to be on. And yeah. at that point, you can get dream guests in a tenth of the time it normally takes you. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be implementing this this strategy. Um, I've got that dream 100. I've got heaps of people on that list. Awesome. Um, but obviously, you know, getting your foot in the door, if you just if you say some garbage at the start, you know how it says accept or decline. You don't want to get right. booted straight away. So, what would be a strat? Like, what would be a good ratio of give, give, give before you would ask them if they don't ask you first? Yeah, that's a good question. So I don't necessarily have a rule behind that. I just kind of like, I can only feature four people a month. So I just 
engage with all 100. And then sometimes it's kind of obvious which one is the warmest, which one to pitch, right? Sure. Like one that you've recently commented with or recently had a conversation with. You'd be like, hey, by the way, while we're here, like I always say when it comes to dream guests, always strike while the iron is hot. So it's not like if they comment once, you want to go ahead and pitch them. But if you've had a couple conversations in the past couple of weeks and the relationship is warm, that would probably be a really good time to do so. Mm -hmm. um, I would say just use your instincts and, uh, you know, a relationship can become warm and then go cold again. So, you know, the hotter it is, the better the time. And like I said, you have a dream 100. So there's a hundred people that you're doing with this. Odds are that in a given month, four of them, you'll get the instinct that it's a good time yeah. to reach out. Yeah. And that's a really good point for my listeners. So what Kevin said was that it's a dream 100 list, meaning you were continuously nurturing this list of 100. Like sure, it might, you might be adding more people to your list, but then what's going to happen when you have 150 people to nurture or 200 people to nurture? Like it's a continuous thing with this 100. So be, I guess, selective with who you pick at the start. Cause, cause when I first started making that list, you know, like, Oh, that person looks really good. Or this person's got a huge following. Um, and you know, I was just adding people to the list just because they appear to be what seemed like, you know, a good fit for my show, my right. audience, maybe even a client. So, uh, what is, what, what, what might be some good tips that you give to your, to your, um, to your tribe when it comes to finding that ideal uh, dream 100. Yeah. So, so I love the way that you frame that because <clears throat> what's funny is that it tends to be a living, breathing thing. Like people are added and removed from the dream 100 list all the time. And what I found is that it tends to stay at the same size because, you know, you, you find someone and you add them to the list and you're like, wow, look at this incredible content and you know, a hundred thousand followers. Oh my goodness. But then you start like engaging with them and you're like, oh, I think they might've bought some of these followers or like, you know, oh, you know, maybe this isn't such a good fit and you take them off mm. um, or, or, you know, maybe like you have, you finally, you get one of them on your podcast and then they're really not on the dream 100 list anymore. Cause it's not a dream anymore. You've done it. And so you don't necessarily have to manage your relationship with them because you kind of already have one, you know what I yeah. mean? You're friends now. Yeah. And yeah. so they kind of, they fall off the list. And so it changes and it lives and it breathes. And, and like I said, I love the way you put it tribe. Uh, what I, what I do say is like, you know, it's a living, breathing thing. Just if you find someone interesting, add them, and then you'll learn more about them as you start to see them in your feed and you start to interact with them and either they will come off the list because they're not a good fit or because the dream has been achieved. Yeah. Um, so that's what I would say is, is just to let it, you know, let it evolve. Yeah, exactly. What you just said was, was perfect. Like, test at first if you're seeing all right. these va speak responses and exactly. what looks like one word answers you know are these real people we, we don't actually know but what i was trying to milk out of you kevin was um because one of the ways that i built my list was that so i know what my target audience is so i'm like okay so what podcasts would they listen to oh, i would yeah. find that podcast and then i'd look at those guests in that podcast category i'm like and then i'd do a bit of a vet from that so I'm just curious, what would be a way that you would go out on the internet and find your ideal list? Yeah. So for me, it's, I mean, that's one of them. That's like the prime one, right? The, the, yeah. the podcast tree, as I call it, right? <laughs> you know, it's it like, just keeps going. On this. Yeah, exactly. Um, but what I found is actually through, it's funny, through following these folks. So really, 
100 is another one of those things that can be super intimidating to sit down mm. and come up with a list of 100. Yeah. So really the minimum, what I say is do 25, like just do 25 in one sitting and that'll be plenty. Like it'll be an hour and a half and then you'll get hungry. It'll be time to move on, but that's totally fine. <laughs> yep. What's going to happen then is once you, you know, start engaging with these folks, you're going to start to get exposed to other people. So they will retweet other folks or say like, Oh, I was chatting with so-and-so the other day. And like, just by you entering the, the ecosystem of these 25 people, the other people who should be on your list will be revealed to you as, as it goes. So really the answer, I mean, it's not some like sexy tip or trick, but the answer is just by doing the targeted daily engagement, this stuff evolves and you'll find out about more of these people. It's, it's you going out into social media and exploring and finding people that are out there rather than just waiting for people to come to you. That works with listeners, that works with dream guests, all these different things. So, you know, I just like, I always go to just do your TDE. That's what we call it in the program and on the podcast, targeted daily engagement. Just keep doing your TDE, keep doing your TDE. And all these answers tend to reveal themselves. Okay. Well, you've convinced me now that I just need to do this more. Do I've it. got the list there. I've just need to go out and sit down and do the work. Um, 15 minutes a day. And let me, let me say, yeah, yeah. Go for it's it. It's got to go on your calendar. Like it's, oh, yeah. you have to set a minimum and a maximum because what's going to happen. There's actually, there's a couple of things I want to say quick, if you don't mind. Um, yeah, go for it. We want to give it a minimum and a maximum. So minimum 15 minutes a day, give yourself 90 days, zero goose eggs. And this is like, this is the, this is the secret. Like, this is what I teach in the program, a zero, oh, no goose okay. eggs. There's okay. no day where you don't do any target for 90 days. Even if it's a weekend, give yourself one minute, but ideally 15 Keep minutes a day, no more than an hour though, because what's going to happen is you're going to do it each day and you're going to see immediate results. Your follower numbers are going to go up. Your download numbers are going to go up and you're going to start to interact with people who you thought it would be impossible to reach. And that's fun. And you're going to want to do more of it but you don't want to do that. We, what we don't want to do is go all the way in and do four hours a day because you're going to burn yourself out and that's going to take time away from other stuff. There's one other thing though that's super important. Um, you want to make sure that you, well, yeah, you want to make sure that you mute and unfollow anyone in your uh, social feed that isn't giving you value because when you're mm -hmm. in there doing the targeted daily engagement day in and day out, those things are going to distract you and pull you away from it. Right. So like if you're, if you're scrolling and, and you're on Instagram and you're doing yeah, your TDE yeah. and then you start to see pictures of the kids of people you went to high school with who you didn't even talk to when you were in high school, that's going to take you away and pull you away from these things. And that's going to make it not work. It's, this isn't going to work. So uh, yeah. that's another thing I'd recommend is to clean up your social media feed. Yeah. Oh, that, man, that can be hard, especially if some friends are like, why'd you unfollow me, bro? Like what the hell? So, yes. The secret number one, a lot of times I've done this and I've been like, wait a minute, they weren't even following me. And then yeah. I follow. But the second piece is you can mute them and you'll never see their stuff and they'll never be all the wiser that you don't actually see their stuff. They'll never know. Yeah. M might be because you. I'm going to imagine you have to go through your feed and manually just go unfollow. Oh, sorry. Mute, 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 mute. It until takes time. This. Yeah. And like if you do more than 50 in a row, Instagram like locks you up. So it's like what I would usually okay. recommend it. Like if you're doing it in Instagram, it's just That's whenever you usually scroll Instagram, just get into the mindset of every single time you see as you're scrolling, every single time you see some content, you think, hmm, do I really, really like, is this massively valuable to me? Like, is this really going to like make my life better by seeing this? And almost always the answer is no. So you just go click mute and then Instagram will serve up a new post. And then eventually Instagram starts running out of people to show you and you cycle through everyone that you're following and you either unfollow and mute all of them. I on Instagram currently follow maybe 950 accounts, but I actually probably only see about 50 of those accounts. And the rest of them are people that 
I muted yeah. and I didn't want to unfollow. Yeah. So I, didn't want to be- <laughs> <laughs> well, I get what you're saying. So, okay. So slow and steady. Don't just give this to a virtual assistant to mute everyone. Correct. Cause that's just the Correct. quickest way to self-destruction. Um, so I have a que- I have a selfish question, but I know it will satisfy the busy people in the audience. Yep. Um, let's just say they're, they're listening. They've got a podcast. They already say tied up doing content emails, their own podcast. They don't have time to put, like audiograms on their, yep. on their Instagram. I've got a uh, Instagram feed. It's quite personal, like just my adventures when I've been out and traveling, would right. you still use that as a platform to just, you know, keep it the way it is. Maybe don't make it so commercial, but still use that as your way to go out and, and foster these relationships because it's still real authentic, or would you start again and, you know, build somewhat of a businessy profile? Great question. I would just do it. Don't even worry about that. Like if you don't have time to make the, like if like, if you only have so much time to devote to social media, first target a daily engagement. That's the first thing that should, yeah. that should never be cut 15 minutes a day. After that, if you have more time, you can spend time making great content. And there's a lot of people out there that are going to disagree with me, like content, 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 content. I get it. But yeah. to those people, I say, how many new listeners have you gotten this month? And the answer is always none. So uh, it's definitely good to be making good content for social media, the more, the better They're, you know, they're obviously with, within time restraints, but targeted daily engagement above anything else. I have people who join my program. They start doing and, and listen and listen to the free grow the show podcast. Like you do not have to join my program to do any of this. This is, this is all it right here. So I have people who implement this, they do it for a month. They don't post anything that month and they don't release any new episodes that month. And they get more downloads of their podcast in that month than in a month when they released four episodes and released two audiograms every week. It, it works. It's crazy. Mm. Well, you, well, I'm definitely going to get onto this and creating the habit as well. Like stacking it. I like, I love James clear strategy. Have you read Tommy yes. habits? Yeah. So stacking yes. it with something you already do. That's right. a habit. And then reinforcing that good thing with the reward. So let's just say you go up, you wake up and you go to the bathroom. Uh, oh, that's actually not a good one. Cause you don't want to go on your phone straight away. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just say you go for a morning walk, you come back home, you pull out Instagram, you go or, or LinkedIn, whatever it is, you do your comments right. and you reward yourself with a coffee. That's, that's a really that's easy right. habit stack that I like to do. Um, yeah. just out of curiosity, what are some habit stacks that you've tried that have worked? Ooh, good question. Let me think for a second. Um, so I, this year have only recently mastered my morning routine. It was something, it was just hell for six years. I could not get myself up early and start doing the things that I want to do in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what worked was actually to like, after all this time where I was like, all right, tomorrow, starting Monday, I'm going to wake up at five. And I'm going to meditate and I'm going to journal. And I'm going to work out after like waking up at nine 30 every day and not doing any <laughs> of those things. And so for me, like what I learned was I just first said, okay, I'm going to get up at six every day and that's it. I don't have to do anything. I just have to be awake. And then after two weeks, that was easy. And then I said, okay, now I'm going to meditate for 10 minutes after that. And then after two weeks, that was easy. So for me, like I tried to habit stack everything all at once. And for me, what I was like, oh, okay, I need to just start with one and then stack the other and then stack the other. And yeah. so that's nothing revolutionary, but man, after like six years, and, and it's probably even in the book, you know, of course, <laughs> but, <after laughs> but everyone's been in that situation though. Like they've tried right. to do it so many times and they're like, okay, will this time be any different? Right. And for me, what I, and what that taught me, and now I've been able to implement elsewhere, uh, same thing with like my daily routine. When I start, uh, my, start with, you know, for the day of work after working out, like I want to start, sit down and like, 
check the finances, check the email, like do all these things to keep the business healthy before I start with my first meeting. And often I'll just skip all that and go straight into the first meeting. And so again, it was like, okay, let's just make the goal to sit down at the desk at 9 a.m. And if I don't do any of that stuff in the half hour, it's fine, but I got at the desk. And then that yeah. became easy. And then, you know, you just build it. And so that's what unlocked the ability to have it stack for me. Yeah, yeah. I know it's a little bit off the topic from um, target engagement, but honestly, yeah. the habits are the uh, is just the glue that makes everything come together. And like you, I only just started getting a really good morning routine about four weeks ago um, where I've just, you know, I, I'm a copywriter and I can't touch type, but I've had to sit down and learn how to touch yeah. type and do all these. Like, like you just said, I'm not going to go overboard with habit stacking, just one or two on top of each other and just stick it with that. Um, so, so, so critical. What I'll say is that for target, like building the habit of targeted daily engagement, what I found works for most people is to actually put it into your calendar as if it's a meeting. And so like folks will schedule it 15 minutes. Sometimes like, sometimes it's good to start at 30. If you have 30, the minimum is 15 minutes, but if it's 30 minutes, even better. And it's a part of your calendar every day. And it's like a meeting. If someone tries to schedule a meeting with you, then you say, sorry, I have a commitment at that point. And at that, and you do only that TDE for 30 minutes, give yourself two entire weeks. Mm. And I, I mean, you'll see results in two days, but then yeah. it'll be easy. And then you'll be looking forward to it. And then you won't need to put it on your calendar because it'll just be a habit. Like you said. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I've got one more question. Kev, you got time for one more question here for it. Yep. Yep. Cool. It was just back to the, the watering holes inside Facebook yeah. groups. Um, let's just say it, it's, it's got your ideal client, but I'm going to imagine maybe you're not so much of an expert in that field. They've just got your ideal client. I could be wrong, but sure. uh, how would you, what's the, cause you can't, I know you said you, you go in there, you're engaged, you bring value, but what happens if, if you, if you, you're not that super expert, you can answer everything or everyone's jumping on that, trying to be an expert. Like how do you stand out yeah. from, from everyone else in that? So I love the way you phrase that. The key is to not try to be an expert. The key is to participate in the community. Right. So sorry, I'm slapping my hands. You probably hear it. No, you're good. <laughs> it shows your enthusiasm. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that is the difference because that's what a lot of folks are doing. Rightfully so. Like we, like there's nothing wrong. I want to be an expert. We want to be an expert. We want to influence. We want to have an audience. Like let's just put that on the table. That's where we are. But if we, if we go into a Facebook group and start banging on our chest and saying, I know the answers, I know the answers. That's just not, people are not going to like that. People aren't going to find that authentic. They're not going to, you know, people want to relate to you. And so what works for me is like, if, if you have an answer to a question, answer it, you know, like if you have, like if someone asks a question that you can answer it, you answer it. If you don't know the answer, that's okay. And say, Hey, I also like, would like to know this, you know, it's not like we're getting in a Facebook group and we, we don't want to picture ourselves like on stage, like telling everyone our yep. amazing wisdom, right? It's, it's, we are in a room of people who are all interacting with each other. Think of like a mixer or like a networking event. And you just pop in and, and talk with people like at a networking event, you don't try to be an expert, right? Because people would be like, who the hell is this guy trying to tell this me what to do? <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. No, that's, and it's the same thing about, um, it's the same thing with promoting your podcast. Like you don't go up to someone at a party and say, Hey, my name is Kevin Schmidlin. You probably like my podcast. You should check it out. We got a new episode this week. Like that's not what you do. So why are people yep. doing this on social media and in Facebook groups? But that's yeah. what they do. So you just walk in like literally, man, just conversate, like answer questions, uh, share your opinion, uh, you know, comment on things like just participate in the community. Mm. And the other hack is to get to know the mods of the community really well and help them. They have goals. They're there for free moderating this community. Reach out, say, hey, I also love to serve coffee lovers. Do you need any help moderating the Facebook group? Or do you have any advice for like, you know, serving these folks? 
And then oftentimes they will help you get your stuff in front of the people that you're, that they're serving. Um, but yeah, it's just a matter of like, don't be weird. Yeah. Just think of yourself as a, as at a networking event and just chatting with people, being the life of the party, being cool and fun. And people will come beating down the door to join your audience. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's like you said, being at the networking event, not being needy that you need their attention, you need their business or you need whatever from them. So, so powerful. Kevin, I know that you've got a ton more information, but we're running out of time. So where is the best place for my audience to, to learn more about what you do? Absolutely. So happy to support. So growtheshow.com slash masterclass is a 60 minute masterclass that I've put together to teach my four steps to a thriving podcast business. And I know that sounds like, you know, sales funnily and everything like that, but it really is designed to give you actionable advice that you can implement right away. If you watch the video and you unsubscribe from my email list and I never hear from you again, yet you get some results, I'm thrilled. So that's number one, if you want everything that I teach in one video. And then other than that, the Grow the Show podcast has free lessons every single week on how to grow and monetize. You know, it's, it's, it's more than a conversation. There are actual lessons to teach with like homework and action items. And yep. then finally, the last place is the Grow the Show Facebook group, which is a community of like 350 uh, high-level podcasters who are all doing that same thing. We're getting together and helping each other grow each and every day. So we'd love to, uh, we'd love to have you in there. Well, sweet. Well, I'm going to leave your all your links and your handles in the show notes. Do you have any last word of wisdom before you sign off? I know it feels like nobody's listening to your podcast and that it's impossible to grow it, but I promise you it's not that hard. The internet has just taught you wrong. I don't have all the answers, but I do have some of them. And I would love to help you with that because it's actually a lot easier if we just change the way we do things a little bit. And yeah, that's it. so, so true. Get started on targeted daily engagement, everyone. Thanks for listening Maybe. to Storytelling Secrets. All right, all right, so that is my wrap today with Kevin Schmidlin. Hope you enjoyed the podcast together. If you want to go check out his podcast, Grow That Show. Jeez, that's embarrassing, Julian. Stuffed up the very first line. That's okay. That's okay. Hey, if you enjoyed today's podcast, first up, go to iTunes, leave a review, send it across to Jules Dan, support at julesdan.com, and I will happily read it out for you and give your your company a, a bit of fresh PR. But if you want to learn the tactics, the strategies, more of it, especially visually, um, I would highly recommend you go check out Kevin's Masterclass. It's going to be in the show notes below, growtheshow.com forward slash masterclass. Other than that, send your review to me. Go check out Kevin's Masterclass. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I'll see you on Monday for the solo show. Bye for now.